AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. That's how we go. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika P. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, Jeff. And we are your host of Street Politician, the place where the streets and a politics meets. Another dope episode coming up. Yes, and you got some supplies for your happy woman's mom. The Slippers is three bucks. And you don't have to say it every week. You said this woman and but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even think it should be like a woman's month. That's like the argument about Black History Month. Like, it's all the time. So when it is Women's Month, I want to say it. Theater, and then I'll be out to sound to be funny. But uh, no, 
still think though that you have to have you know it's like people i said this with something else that we're going to get into today because it'll take too long to explain it but people like to hear their name you know the reason why when pastors are in church and they're when they're preaching they say oh you know my son the word says such and such is because one it helps to keep people in gate right so it helps the congregation to stay engaged and if you think somebody's either falling asleep or you know or or fooling around too much you call their name and it kind of straightens them up so i think when you say you have black history month we have a history month it's that it gives people the opportunity to celebrate their heritage and to show out show off and you know really make sure that people people focus in obviously black history month is too short but nonetheless it exists and we use it and they do other things at the same time i, I definitely i was just saying that that's the argument that people get pushing i think you know, I think what you said is very, that's why they have holidays. It's a celebratory. It's like your birthday. You was born, you know, it shouldn't be. One day, one day. But if that, it just signifies that this is the day you were born and it gives you a sense of people focusing on you. Yes. Focus, the phobia, you want to be Turn this old, good old women's history month. So anyway, there's several stories in the news that, you know, when we choose our stories, it's funny because it's kind of like we think like, oh, yeah, this is stuff that people um, are talking about that we actually care about. Because we don't ever come up here with new stories about things. I mean, we could talk about everything because there's always something. But usually it's things that we are either concerned about or think it's funny. So speaking of thinking it's funny, have you seen all the memes about uh, Trump being arrested in a lot hilarious? But what's not hilarious? Is that being arrested? I, I want No, but see, it's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. Like, I want the purple. It's so much deeper than that. And he's so good at what he does. So good. So he's the one that leaked, you know, that there was going to be an indictment. Because obviously, you know, you kind of know when... When you know, you know when you done done something, and the people are starting to serve you when they don't come help, especially if they're interviewing certain people, folks will find a way to let you know, like, hey, they called me into a grand jury hearing. You know, attorneys. It is the former president of the United States, so it's not like Jimmy that they be working on the indictment in the back room, and then all of a sudden they pick you up, and that's it. It's not like that. I mean, this is the former president. So he knew, he knows that something is happening. And what he does, because he is a master manipulator of the news, of the media, he is a master manipulator. He's, he's a storyteller, he's a manipulator, and he knows how to capture the attention of his base to get them riled up. And then some of us who are not in his base, but people who he can also put doubt in your mind. So he's already out there like, Oh my God, you know, they're going to arrest me, but nothing. They had nothing. Basically, tried to re, uh, what do you call it? Resurge, re, re, that's not the word I'm looking for, but he would like to start up an insurrection again. He wants to get people excited, upset, and, you know, and that's, that's what they're doing. I mean, I knew to see it so clear because they never set a day for when they were going to arrest him. But he came out and leaked it 
Exactly. Tuesday, exactly. I'm going to be arrested. Don't let it happen. Right, or well, well, protesting in the street. Yeah, so where I think he's been, going to be in front. Yeah. You know, he's going to get the people to protest against it, to make people second guess it. Right. You know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Of course, some of this confusion, people, you know, so it's, he's a master. Manipulated. That's that, it. That's what he does. He, and he's good at promotion. Yeah. He knows how to market everything. Well, speaking of people who are not so, they, they're promotional marketing did work with the six nine this week you saw that he oh it worked no it didn't work okay. no because he thought he said he was untouchable that nobody's ever been to fit no 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 six nine was marketing for an asshole he was campaigning for an asshole like if you campaign for something long it eventually get like there's no way like history has told you like you 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 keep talking and you keep at it with something, they will give you what you want. You nobody's at such. That's cool. everybody can be such. So what what happened to six nine is the chickens coming home. You know, you don't put out so much bad energy, bad calling, you done done said shit. And this is the you lucky, you know, saying that you didn't that this would do that just wanted to put his hands in. But I saw somebody in the comments section say that he might have been set up. But they say that about every but I don't care. Every I had no song. Like everybody, everything is on. Oh, it's pretty. Oh, Will didn't really. That wouldn't really happen yesterday. Everything that happens, oh, it's pretty. Is a setup. You can't tell. They ain't really doing that. They got artificial. To everything is a conspiracy. Somebody whooped six nines ass. He was talking tough in the gym. Somebody whooped. Well, they're saying got some. I mean, I don't know if it's jumped. Man, I saw somebody else. Okay, but I don't think it was, I think somebody, somebody got into the thing, but the guy did, God whipped six lines ass by itself because he was talking and then somebody out of clear blue that just figured this the same dude that been talking shit and done so much separate shit. Let me get a kick in. So you think that's what happened? I mean, follow around. No, I don't know. I don't, I just personally don't see that man, the way that he tossed that man around like, like a dog, baby, it don't look like nobody jet. He didn't look like he needed a jet, but maybe. You know, listen, I, I don't want nobody, but I don't want nobody to do these things that get them harmed. D. Like I, 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 like I said all the time, when you keep disrespect on the table, then violence is on the table. If you don't take disrespect off the table, then you leave violence on the table. And that man has been campaigning for abs for the last four years, maybe five. And somebody fighting the other week, he wanted, he wanted the lottery. The ass will be lottery. And it's probably more to come. There's people that still want to catch six lines. There's some people that actually have real problems with that want to catch it. So this is, this is. But would you say that you are, that you, that you feel like people should not do that? Like they should, they should not catch him. What I would say is this. I would catch him, you know, because I don't see the, you know, I don't see how it benefits. But I understand that we live in a world where there are people that will catch it. So just be, this is like right or wrong. But you have said that there's one particular person in this world that when you don't state their name, that when you see that no matter what. You yeah, just build me out. Yeah, because we gonna have to have, because there's levels of disrespect when you talk out your mouth, when you say things, and we face to face, you got to be in a fight. 
I just, you got to be able to fight. So whatever caused me that you can press charge where I'm going to deal with that. Because you got to be, you, you've crossed lines and you've done shit that you have to be able to fight. It's just and I think for a lot of people, 6 9 it's a lot of y'all that need to be very careful. The internet trolls, there's a possibility that somebody feels as strongly as that man felt and they're going to put their hands. So if you think that you're just getting some views and a couple dollars off the views, I hope the views is work that ass whooping that's coming. Because it's an ass whooping, and you better hope that you ain't fucking with Pookie and them that got ratchets. Because they might not be there. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. We have to be very careful in this. If this trolling shit has gone too far, y'all think that it's humorous. You think talk about people, you disrespect, you do all this shit, and you put it into the universe to where millions of people can hear and see, and you think it's okay. It's not okay. Everybody is not laughing at it. It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's not just the internet for some people. Some people will put their hands on you. No, it's, it's, it's not going to end up well. I mean, you know what? I, I Unfortunately, I don't have anything. I would say this. I'd listen to some of the stuff that 6 9 said because I saw you talking about it so much that it made me be like, what in the world? Why won't you just leave this alone? And then when I went... And I looked up some of the disrespectful things he was saying. It was like really not just him against people, but he was disrespecting our community, disrespecting black women, um, just being, he was really, really, uh, you know, and he would say I'm a troll and I'm trying to understand, I guess this is my perspective. I'm really trying to understand who created that and what does it like to be a troll, which means that you get to harass people. We see this week what happened with Tasha K. Like now she wants to apologize, you know, but, and, and, and there may have been legal advice that, that said, don't apologize before the appeal, because, you know, it would make her look like she's admitting to guilt, but now she has the opportunity to do that. But that's not all that happened during the time between when she was found guilty and given her sentence or her, her restitution charges. And then now this appeal, she has said still some very nasty things like to Cardi, like, I ain't got the check. I ain't got the money. Like trying to basically taunt her and make fun of the situation. So it's like when you say, okay, now, now be sorry, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a hard conversation to have because we know there's so much violence and so much just, just destruction that's happening in our communities. And also when I think about some of the black women that have literally lied on me or have allowed their platforms to be used to, uh, to, to, to exploit untrue narratives about me. I ain't talking about negative stuff. You could say negative things, but like lies, like they're putting things out there and trying to, uh, and trying to, 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 to turn people to believe a certain thing or have a certain perspective on my life that is not true. I have literally considered more than one time suing people and I'm not, I'm not done yet in my mind. I've had several conversations with attorneys and there's one person in particular that my attorneys think they can be right. They, they believe like this person has stepped over the line, but you do feel like in the spirit of like us in a community, do I want to be suing black women? I remember that Sean King went through the same thing where this young woman was literally lying on him on a regular basis. And when he got ready to, oh, I think he did send cease and desist and, and 
they may have um, began proceeding, everybody was like, how can he sue a black woman? But at what point? So my thing is this. So what is the other, what is the other recourse that you have, right? I mean, the last was they just let it go. No, but why? Right? Why? Why? Why should? Why should I allow you to humiliate me, defame me, discredit me for your gain? I can't put my hands on you because that we we saying we don't want to be bothered. I'm not going to do that. Right. So where's my So where's my recourse? So I have to play the game the other way. Now we're going to do the civilians as civilians. You say something negatively that negatively affects my health, my mindset, and my career. Did I have the? I think, and nothing. That's how. That's the only way you can protect yourself, right? So that that's it's nothing else. Like, well, what are we supposed to do? Y'all want us not? Oh, we not some right? No way to deal with it. Oh, don't sue a black woman. Well, why would a black woman want to defame a black man or a black woman? Why would a black woman want to use her voice in in in, in, in quote unquote troll? and try to discredit or harm somebody. These people got kids, they got family members. You can't just sit up on no internet and see something. The kid, I just seen um, Jess Hilarious got a, a show where I've been clubbing kid. And then the little kid punched the line in the face from calling his mother ugly. So like th- th- these are real things. Like you, you're publicly saying shit to my kid. My kids got to deal with these things. Don't, yeah. You understand? So, so how do we get a recourse? So at the end of the day, it has to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I think you should, you know, I think that some people do need to, and, and I saw another. But I really think some people need to ask them. I'm still for that. Ask them when they know if the table. I'm not, listen to me, I'm not always saying that. I hope you understand. I don't want nobody to kill each other. I don't want nobody to kill each other, stab you. But I think every now and then, Especially when two men, when a man decide that he's going to utilize his voice to disrespect a man knowingly, willingly, and you, you don't believe or respect, you should be prepared to engage in fist and Well, he, but here's the thing. Or he's been asked to. Well, here's the thing. That's implied. But, 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 I don't know the history with this particular man, but that man may or may not have even had direct issues with him. You are, you cannot, that I do not believe is okay. That you are somebody who's sitting here in this room that hears a person doing or sees somebody doing something over there to somebody else and then you decide, oh, I'm going to be the one to give the hands over to That I don't think. Which is, that's not realistic, right? Because you got to be hot. If you go out there and you talk about Beyonce. But we're not talking about that. What do you mean? We're not talking about that. And I'm not speaking of one specific thing I'm, I'm not talking about whether or not because even you would use your platform to challenge 6ix9ine and the whole issue of his what it did and the snitching and this and that and done all of that and there have been a number of other people who have done the same and some who support him that's fine I'm talking about physical violence what I'm trying to against another you already about what you said but what I'm trying to tell you is Nipsey Hussle is just a regular person Right, they are, he has the, the word "fan" stands for fanatic. It means that some people love him to a level that is is not just oh he's a rapper. But I'm not trying to say after what I'm trying to put into that. You got to take that into. I'm not trying to say. I'm not saying that I don't understand that it can happen. Oh, that's. I, I'm saying I don't agree. But it's not that you didn't put yourself in jail. 
with that shirts to go to jail with these little kids. Nah, some people do, but not the person that did. You think the person that did? No. Cool. I'm sure this guy does not want to be back in jail. And when life people say, and like always say, always say this, that at the time when you're doing the thing, it seems right because you upset and feel whatever. But when you sit in prison and it's two years later, the other shit, the shit that happened, it ain't that important. What I'm trying to tell you, he might have made it conscious. This is what I always tell people, right? Like I believe, especially when you do census quail. And all of these things, like you run around and you kill somebody, you do it 25 years. What's up? Like I said, sometimes somebody believe. I see um, Rich Dollars, he posted, you know, nobody does nothing to seven, but they jump six and nine. And I'm saying everybody's karma comes at a different time. We don't know what's going to happen to seven. We didn't know when else was going to six five. We don't know if that's it. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm not saying somebody probably definitely need to whip George As He should have been got his ass whipped. What I'm trying to tell you is, this was the time for that man's karma. And some people will issue the karma. You don't know who God said to issue that karma. You know what I mean? There's people that love you, Tamika, and people disrespect you, and somebody see the person that disrespect you. You can't tell how that I did not behave that and can't tell them. That's so real. I'm just saying, well, all I'm saying is, I just want the record to be clear that I hear what you're saying, but I still know that it's not. You not have the right to go. Well, you have the right to do whatever you want, but you will always. We live in the real you, life. All I'm saying is that people have been doing this with beginning times. If you, it's like you're gonna suffer the consequences. And so, that as long as people are prepared for their consequences, then Nicholas put it. It's people born and die for their country. This one president said you got to go to the office. Yeah, but the, uh, I don't know. Just think, just think about the real listen. How did the man signs up for the army because they believe in what the man said? Right. I believe that I'm going to fight for this country. They go out there and risk their life every day for some shit. They ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. Every nut, the part you personally got nothing to do with for all. These people got beef. You sign up to be in this army. You go out there with your gun and you're shooting at people that you don't know. Y'all got no personal beef. You've taken on somebody else's. And guess what? We don't. And guess what? What? Most of us, I don't know about you, we never talked about this, don't agree with that. Most of us don't want our children being sent to war. But I understand you saying it's the reality. But so is enslavement. So is enslavement. So is police brutality. So is hunger. I'm just saying there's a lot of things. At one point, it was legal to have uh, people enslaved. So I'm saying we understand all the things that could be, should be, it is this, and then, and I would have. What I, I understand that, but that's, but you're not letting me finish my point. What I am saying is that I am vehemently against sending my son to war to fight for this, for any country. I don't, I don't believe in truth, but I didn't, I can say that I didn't, no, that's not true. They had at one point draft. And if there's a if there's a war that happens right now that requires a certain amount of individuals to go fight it, they can draft the get in. I know that, but I'm just trying to say that I I'm what I'm all I'm saying is that as a counterbalance to what you're saying, I'm saying you are going to suffer consequences for I, I can understand if somebody did something to you directly and then that's how it ends up. But when you decide that you're going to take physical violence against the person 
that did not do anything to you personally. You just have to be prepared to pay the consequences. Then you saying they are. So then that's that. So, and the con. And speaking of consequences, God only knows what kind of consequences you can give to a person that does this. But in Texas, um, we saw a woman on the news saying that her husband, her or her child's father, called her on the phone as he choked the life out of her two-year-old baby and that, that there was blood on the baby um, and she could see all of this as it was happening. And, I, you know, I know mental illness is real. I know it's real. So it's not, you know, you actually understand that people are so mentally, they're struggling so much that they're just struggling so much. Like people are struggling so much that you can, that, that, that incidents that may take place are things we will never be able to comprehend because that's what's going on in our society. But no, and, 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 and it's just God rest in peace to the child, the mother and everything. But I don't, I don't know. I don't even know that you could just throw him in jail. I just don't know. I'll just, I don't know what you tell a coach. I don't know if that's what I would call because what is coming from the, the two years, he took his girl's phone. They were in a, um, I think a Walmart. They got to an argument. He took her phone and took the bait. And then told her to give me, give me the, the codes of the phone. He wanted to be what, find out what's going on phone. Then while he was choking, they said, you want this, you want to be with this guy so much, you care so much for this guy, whatever it is. Like, I don't want nobody to love me that. I don't ever want to love nobody. But that's not love. But that's me sick. That, no, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. So it's also, it's, it's also levels of cow. It's, you've been, you've been in this world this long. You created a child. You moved on. And you were willing to take a baby's life because a woman might want another man. Like that is some level of weakness. I can't even, I can't even I comprehend it. I really, I, I can't comprehend it. Like, we just kind of get it. It's, I don't pretend addiction that. is too what? No, it is. It's, I tend not make shit is too what? You tend to dig dudes, you having sex, you mad with a woman, don't want you more, want somebody else. That's part of life. It don't like it. At the end of the day, you you can't choose. You can't tell somebody what to do with their body. You can hope they don't want to do it, but you can't. It can't. It don't get that. I just don't say it. I just don't think. I don't. I think that. So look at it from that perspective. We're missing out on the real father, rule. Because I'm sure all of that is the, is the scenario for how it began. But his mental illness didn't start there. There's another problem because even even then, you might kill the mother, which is wrong. But they might do that. You might do all these other things. But to choke a two year old to death, there's something else going on. And I'm just trying to say that it hurts my, it breaks my heart so much to even hear this story and to know that black people did this. That I just, I need to know. Cow. I don't even know what you, but could do, what do you do with a coward that's willing to kill a baby? I just don't know. I don't know. I think that's. But that's when cowards will. They kill babies. They they kill beings that are defenseless. They they prey on the weak. They prey on people and things that they know that they can overthrow. That's what cowards do. They don't want to engage you. Why you didn't find the dude? Let it find the dude. If you got it, go find the dude. He's a man. You you got an issue. With, I don't think that makes sense. But it makes more sense that you want to impose it and take the life of the baby. It's 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 only a coward that to me. I think there should be a mental health 
um, category called weak cow. No. Because a lot. That's not. But that's not. No. I not know how to. Not know how to explain. I don't know how to express it or to explain it because I am not a clinical psychologist and any of that. But I just think. So the you first right. child that you do that is, is mental health. You don't think yeah, any time you kill a child is mental health. It's very mental health. It's weak. No, not when you kill a child. Not when you go choke a baby to death. That is something that is much deeper than just but it came how where they came from. So. Yeah, but I mean, it all does. Everything, just say, listen, listen. Let me, we got to, we have to bring our guests on because we're. We're. But I just want to say one thing. Okay, I'm going to listen to you. Go ahead. What I'm saying is this. If I think it's mental health when a man or somebody takes the life of a baby just rank. They don't do that. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works. With mental health, what you will find is there's always a trigger. And it might be a trigger that to you doesn't make sense. It could be as simple as you keep running that water. And I keep telling you to turn the water off. Get the water makes me yes, and it, or whatever, whatever it is, it could be anything. Now when you leave me, I don't. I'm not gonna have. Oh, you got the money, whatever it is. I'm saying that something triggers people from to two things. Everybody's triggered by some things. What I'm trying to say is the coward is triggered by things because every man or woman is is triggered. Wow, our woman doesn't want. My hand doesn't want me. I'm angry. I might curse you up this and that. But when you so with your coward that you you your mind has competed that you know what I can't stop that. So I'm gonna do everything I can to hurt her this way. That's I bet you a coward. I bet you that's coward. If we look into the background of um, if we look into the background of this man, I bet you it didn't just start. But anyway, we should be we should. I was supposed to do well. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, think, I think it's something that is worth this particular situation. And we keep saying it is worth engaging a clinical psychologist to discuss it because I bet you there are other things about this man that we should know. Because I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I just can't. That's your 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 answer. And most of the time, life is very simple. Make complicated is very simple. But this time, I just feel it's, it's got to be. I can't. I just can't accept it. But anyway, whatever. I, should, I think we should bring our guests on. That's how we own it. So, friends of the show, but this particular friend is uh, more than a friend. We started, I don't know how many years ago now, we said she started to do a podcast before people knew how to date it. They weren't even doing podcasts. Nope. They did it. Nope. They literally, there was like. It wasn't really a thing. It wasn't one or two people that was doing it. And then you'd be like, we should start, we should do a podcast. But next time that you kind of have an idea, I might listen to you a little bit. But we do try to listen to each other more. So that is something we learned of the podcast experience. Uh, you know, we were trying to figure it out. We did all kinds of shows. The, the sound was terrible. The locations didn't have lighting. It was pretty bad. And then... Jamila T. Davis and her brilliance and her uh, competing that she always does brought us together with Kathleen Trey Jung. Uh, we just call Kat and Tactra. And 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 Kat, you saw something in us. Um, wanted to to do the show. Wanted to make sure we did it properly. We started out with the show where all we did was argue. Well, what's up? 
We don't agree. We all agree. And uh, and you helped us to to learn how to to produce a show, how to do a show, and how to make it interesting. And you know, just really helping to support our dream. And still to today, you support us so much. And um, I think it just in women during Women's History Month, it's important for us to celebrate women who are the foundation of so much. Because I know personally, and my son knows as well about all the other things you do, things you don't get paid enough for people you support and don't necessarily support you the, in the right ways. Um, and you, but yet you're still blessed, you know, and I'm sure you would say that, but I know that you just, um, you know, you are, you are an incredible, incredible, incredible friend and leader, um, and personality and a whole bunch of other things. And so we just got startled with saying, we love you before I even tell people exactly which, and you know, I love you back. So much. It's a, and you flop. And uh, uh, look at me, thank you. Yeah, yeah, should yeah. Well, there's a flyness all around the studio today, jo joining the flyest of them all. Yeah, yeah. so Kat, Trig, yeah, why do I want to say Triggs? I'm playing it all, so I'll be asking this band. Yeah, people do it. So Kat Trig Jung is an Emmy Award winning journalist, talk show host, producer, and actress who has co-starred in more than a dozen TV shows and films, including Power, Madam Secretary, and House of Cards. So I was going to say, in my, you know, this was really professionally written. You be on TV. You be out here hosting major panels and discussions. You interviewed those ass. I mean, before we had an opportunity to meet, everybody, you, you're like the person. Wow, that's that. Those those are big shoes to fill, Tamika. You know, no, um, I'm living a life of purpose. That's that's what I would say. And for me, and and actually, every single day, I feel like I'm living my childhood dream, because I was super clear when I was a kid. You know, from seven years on, at seven years old on, I I was going to be an actress. I was going to live in New York. I wanted to be on TV. I, you know, probably by my teens, I said I wanted to own my own network, and. Yeah, who even knew that it was even possible? I had no idea it was possible, but I dreamed it. And so a lot of what I talk about now on the platform and when I work with kids and everything is um, is the importance of allowing yourself to dream. You know, dream the impossible because if you don't have a dream, it's impossible to make a dream come true. So so give us a little bit of the back where you found, how did you start getting into this? Like you said since seven years old, so what was like... Uh, it's it's deep. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I and yeah, and yeah, the funny thing is, so I we have been producing this show for how many seasons now? We thank God it's a season. Yeah, we we in our six. What is it, um, Jen? I know the number is six hundred. Yeah, we're going into our seventh season. Yeah. And I and and I'm a I've been so behind the scenes with street politicians. Um, this is my first time coming on the show. Yeah. So just, this yeah. is the South. Artists have seen a little glimpse. They have yeah. We know it. We after all of that. Yeah, I I I love it. I'm I'm excited to support you all, and and not just you, but until freedom, yeah. and um and Jamila, I love, I admire. You know, I can't wait to tell her story in a in a bigger way. She deserves that platform. But my story started at you know a very young age. Actually, when I was born, I was left at an orphanage, and from that point on, I really don't know what my first two years of life entailed. But I was, by the time I was adopted, I was almost two and it was my fifth home. So I can only imagine what my life would have been like had I not 
received, you know, the calling from my angels that showed up and rescued me, a young black military family. I was going to ask you, is it a black family? It was a black military family, and they were strict. My dad was um, was a, a first sergeant in the Air Force. My mother, Southern Baptist, black, you know, church-going woman with a whole lineage of preachers and deacons. So I couldn't do anything. Um, I mean, they, they had me on lockdown growing up, but I grew up in Dover, Delaware. I was born in Ohio, though. And so a few years ago, I decided to go back and trace my roots because, you know, as you get older, you start, you know, there's some baggage that you've been carrying and it's coming out of relationships you don't even realize. Um, I had this wall around me where I just really wouldn't let people get too close, but I wanted to help everybody. So I, I get very close to others, but I wouldn't let a lot of people into my personal circle. So I decided to go back and kind of figure that out. And, and I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned, I learned a lot about learning about me and mom. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, So my, I wasn't really going on a search for my father, and I don't know why this is. That might, you know, that might come out in another, you know, um, therapy session at some point. But for some reason, when I was growing up, I only wondered who my mother was. I always wondered, like, I must have a mom out there, and I, I would get depressed about it. I would always wonder, is there some woman out there who's thinking of me on my birthday? So birthdays, I, I kind of hated. I just, you know, it was just a reminder that someone didn't want me. And when I went to search for my birth family, I wasn't really looking to see if I had a dad, but I definitely wanted to know who my mother was. And I unfortunately didn't get to meet her. She committed suicide, um, maybe about 10 years before I went to look for her. But I met her daughters, and they're both white. My mother was white. And the interesting thing is my mother um, kept both of them. One's a year older than me, and always a year younger than me. So I was the one in between. I was the only black one. Right. We, all had, we all had different dads, but I was the only one that was black. And her family wouldn't let her keep me. And so I was put up for adoption because I was black. Wow. I wasn't wanted because I was black. And I was born six days before Martin Luther King was assassinated. So my father, who I'm going to get to, um, was a black man. And he there there were some rumors swirling around that uh, that my mother was a prostitute and that he was her pimp. So when I heard that, I was like, wow, so it's like some hustle or float kind of stuff going on here, right? Um, but as I dug deeper, what I realized is there was this love affair that my father and my mother had. And yeah, they were super poor, but, but he really loved her. Um, and yes, she was arrested for prostitution, but it was different than what I thought. She was working for him at his club. He owned a nightclub in Ohio. Oh, I didn't tell the part. I met him. So he told me these stories. I ended up meeting him. Um, and and uh, he told me that he really loved her and that he was he had a nightclub. And at night, um, we had a, a rec center during the day. So there's a little bit of a, of a renaissance value. Rec center during the day. He was helping the kids after school, playing basketball, helping them with homework. And at night, Upstairs, it turned into an after-hours club, and a little bit of everything went on. It was like not moonshine and running numbers and all this, and so they would keep coming and shutting him down. And he said they would arrest the hostesses, which my mother was, and charge them with prostitution. Wow, right? And that's why she, you know, so he even he was just clear. He said she wasn't standing out on the street corners, but you know, yeah, she was arrested, and I had to keep bailing them out. So when I was born, he was in jail, and she was arrested for prostitution. Wow. So it's deep, right? Wow, things that you don't. And I learned all of this. You know, I'm a journalist. So for me, I'm trying to dig deep and tell my own story um, through the stories that I've gotten from others. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was running a school. Like, 
But here's, here's the really interesting thing. So I hired a, a private investigator when I went to Ohio. And again, I was just searching for my mom. And then one day I, I was sitting down, getting ready to leave actually Ohio. And I get a call from the investigator. He says, I'm sitting down. And I said, yeah, he said, I got some news for you. And he said, you have a father and he's alive and he and he's not far from where you're staying right now, just wow. a typical house from where you're staying. And he wants to meet you. Wow. And it was six months, almost to the day, that my father, who raised me, passed away. Oh, and encouraged me to go unifying my my family. And so I I met him, and I did a documentary on it. So um, maybe one day we'll you know, have a screening. I took a crew with me. You know, I'm a producer all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. So I took a crew with me to Ohio and and filmed the whole exchange. But I I met him in a diner. Uh, he's a black man. Um, same as Oscar, but he told me everyone calls him Butch. You can't, yeah, I couldn't make up the story. His, his name is Butch. And so this is the kicker, and then we're going to move on from this, but I could talk about it all day because it's really a fascinating story. I was asking him questions like I'm thinking, I've never in my life met a birth parent. I don't know who would look like, I grew up wondering who, who could I look like? And I'm finally sitting across from this black man, and I'm like staring him down like, you know, looking at his eyes, looking at his nose, just staring at him like I had never seen a human being before. Um, and I wanted to touch him because I just, you know, it's like, it's this is really weird. But I put, he put his hand on the table and so I tried to find a way to like touch his hand without it being corny. So I remember, you know, he said something funny and I laughed and was like, put my hand on his hand like just to, and it gave me chills like, wow, this is my dad. Like I'm getting emotional now. But, um, and you know, his eyes look like mine. I said, have your eyes always been like great like that? And he's like, yeah, when I was about maybe like 40 or so, they started turning. He said, you have the same eyes. I was like, exactly. And then his personality is a lot like mine. And then I said, here's the, the best part. I said, so do you have any other children? Mm. He was like, I sure do. I said, ah, so I have a lot of uh, some siblings. Like how many? He was like, ah, let's see. Um, I said, too many to count. He's like, well, including you, I guess about 20, 23. Oh, gosh. 43. Only thing I could say was Papa was a rolling stone, and that just completely blew. He was a, oh, he was putting it in. Um, yeah, so it, it, I met some of the, I didn't, you know, I, I went back. One of his daughters actually came to the diner and met me. She looked, I mean, Janice can tell you, she's a, a producer in the studio. She looked like a verse, she looked like me, but. 20 years younger wow. she's only in her she's in her she's 20 years younger than me so she's the baby yeah we look so much alike that it was crazy and i took some pictures and then um i threw a family reunion i went back to ohio with my family and i threw a family reunion i mean it's almost hard to go on let me just ask this last question and it'll be a transition but it might it's almost like part two yeah it isn't necessary wow just wow that wow um so are you still in touch with your family fan good yeah i am i went back i threw a family reunion because i really want i think it was the easiest way for me to beat them was to bring everyone to me so i got a part got dj got the cake and you know basically through a you know a, a family reunion and everyone came the races yeah well that's the funny thing so here's the here's the really deep part about all of this is i grew up feeling like something was wrong with me right like i was the one that wasn't wanted and when i went back i i'm not saying that i'm the most successful of of the family but 
um, if if you're looking at career, you know, at, at successes career-wise, education, and just the things I've accomplished in my life, um, I've done okay. Yeah. You know, and most of them are still there in Ohio. They've had a rough life. Um, there's two sides. There's my white side and my black side. So the white sisters um, grew up really, really poor. Their mom was my mom. Their mom was um, riddled with me mental health issues and really struggled. And on my dad's side, they all love Butch. Everyone loves Butch. He's got about 12 different women, you know, that um, have birthed all these kids. Some are white, some are black. The ones that are, are half white look almost exactly like me. The ones that are black look like they're my, you know, my aunts that I grew up with because I grew up with my two black parents. But now I have an extended family wow. that loves me and calls me and they don't think, you know, they're not leaning on me for anything except love. You know, they, they call me and they tell me, hey, hey, Kathleen, Butch wants to speak with you. Hold on a second. And but he's still alive. He's alive. He's 87. Uh, yeah, and we, we talk quite often. Yeah, he's, uh, it's, and I've actually established a relationship with him. I keep my distance a little. You know, I don't, it's not like I'm playing spades with him every night, but they do. They literally, and I had, this is a funny thing also. They, I have so much in common with them. They play spades there. Like having, you know, parties and I live on the water and Butch loves to fish all the time. So he's like, all oh, every time I talk to me, he's fishing. So it was just, it's just a real, a little surreal, right? Um, and it helped me. It closed for me some of the questions I had. And it made me um, realize that the things that I grew up thinking were so different about me being, um, not sure if I was, I'm clearly a black woman and I've grown up black, went to HBCU, pledged Delta, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm black all the way, but I struggled as a kid to fit in. Wasn't black enough for my black ones, wasn't white enough for the white people. And so I really struggled with my identity growing up. And I think this just brought it all full circle for me. I tell you, it's so much to say, because I don't know what it And like, but it has to, if we didn't have to go, if we didn't have to move along, I would say, I would talk about how that makes you um, empathize, empathize with Kamala Harris, right? With the vice president and her situation of growing up with all of these identities and then having people say she's not black. And that's a, that's a, you know, what we don't have time today, but let's, you said one of the things you talk about your childhood, what you dreamed about, what you didn't understand, what you, but you said you were going to start a network. Like here you are with album and TV. Yep. Where we were using it, your platform for so many others, including the Street Politicians podcast. Um, why? Why did you start Our Woman TV? And like, yeah, why? Why are you so crazy? Because they say it, we're crazy whenever we create things that everybody tells us we can't do. Yeah, yeah. You know that the thing about a woman is you tell her she can't do something, and she will. You know, and that's and I think with me, I feed off of people telling me what I can't do. I was told I would never go to college. I graduated college. I went on to become an Emmy award-winning journalist. I was told I'd never make it to the number one TV market as a news anchor. I made it to New York, won an Emmy, you know, did a, everything I ever dreamed of, I've done. But again, it all started with a dream. And so for me, I wanted to have my own network because when I used to be a news anchor in New York, I would sit next to usually a white male co-anchor as um, you know, who could pretty much do anything. And I, on the other hand, you know, had to to work a little harder to prove a lot harder to prove myself and make a quarter of the money typically that the men around me were making. And I always just to think if I could if I could start my own, what would it be? And so I would fantasize about having my own production company 
And I called my first production company Catscape Productions because it was my nickname's Cat. It was my escape, Cat's escape from working for the man. That's really how it all started for me. And I and I said, I can give people like Tamika D. Mallory and my son, the general, and Kamala and um, everyone that I love and I know that deserves a platform that wasn't getting a platform back then. If I own my own, they don't have to try to continue to push their way through a door that isn't open for them. Right. Those doors at the Bravos and the Wees, the NBCs, the ABCs, they weren't open to us. They're still barely open. They're opening but not because they necessarily wanted to. Their hand was forced, if we're being honest. And I, and so even before uh, we had George Floyd and, and Black Lives, before Black Lives Mattered, I cared about our people and how I could use my talents and my resources to create a lane, to create content that is more um, genuine, that portrays us in the way that I know us to be, especially women and Black women. And that's, that was the birth of I Woman TV. So, so being a black, strong woman, career orientated, just having a vision, what has been some of the obstacles? It's hard. You know, being an entrepreneur is very different from collecting a huge paycheck being a news anchor, right? So just because you're great in one profession doesn't necessarily mean that you can just decide you're going to hang a plaque and you're just a, you're just a great business person. There's so much I had to learn. I'd never run a payroll before. I didn't know anything about managing employees. I didn't know anything about um, really what it takes to build a network. I just knew I had the desire and I had a vision and I had a, a clear message from God, build it and they will come. And I just kept hearing it, build it and they will come for such a time as this. And so when COVID happened, I realized that was that time. And if we build the network and I, and I bring, and I do what I said I'm gonna do, stay true to what my vision is, which is to create a lane a distribution platform for amazing stories to be told, then those stories will bring the audience. Street politicians, Tamika, my son, you're bringing your following, and all I'm doing is helping you tell your stories. And so at the end of the day, I'm a storyteller, a producer, and I'm an entrepreneur, I'm all these things, but I'm also a humanitarian. I'm also someone who really wants to make the world a better place, who really wants to tell the stories that are gonna move us forward and stop perpetuating the lies that, that have held us back for so long. Well, it's unfortunate that we can't talk more. We have to do this again. And like right away. We got documentary. You want to study, sit down and screen in the documents. Must do it. You have to host it. Yeah, that would be good. Because, because I don't know why I don't know this stuff that you just said. Like all of this story that you just told. I know I heard that you were adopted. I knew that. But I did not understand the depth. And that's just you. You're such a you come, you speak, you go. And she says, oh, wait, wait. And then it's like, oh, well, by the way, I mean, tomorrow, risk keeping the so and so, fighting that all somewhere. It's like, well, and you'll be right there introducing me when, when the gray and the Oxford is. So let's make that happen. So, you know, we, you, you, and you didn't, you said you're a humanitarian, you said a lot of things, but you didn't also say you're a philanthropist. And I hope that you will own that and begin to use it. And when you're describing yourself because you are a philanthropist, you give in so many different ways. And again, I think that, you know, it's important not just to give you flowers, but to flowers that include real words that describe who Cat Trait is. It's so much to you. We didn't even get a chance to talk about your husband and the businesses that you've all built together. He has a plastic surgery business, Lexington Plastic Surgery. 
Um, and you guys have been on TV together. Uh, was it Mr. We are the Jones. We are the Jones. This right and right that you guys and people when I tell people that they're like, oh yeah, no, that's out. You know. Um, but you, you have so much your children, so much happening, and so this interview does not do justice to uh, this incredible, incredible, incredible woman we have to have back at you. Well, so two things before I go. One, I do want to plug iWoman TV. I want to make sure everyone signs up. You can find Street Politicians on there. Every week we put out a new episode. The iWoman Report, which I host, is a show that um, interviews amazing women, tells the stories of, of powerful women. Um, and it's iwomantv.com. I mean, iwoman.tv. I'm sorry. Iwoman, iwoman.tv. Exactly. So support that. And I've shown us some love. Like if you have a show or something you want to produce, we're wide open. We're looking for content. Expanding it. We look at us. Can I move to you? Join the two. I'm not sponsor. Always looking. We just launched in Europe. We're about to launch in Africa. We're in a million homes in Europe. We're throughout the United States now. So we're expanding our distribution. But we need we need partners. We need a little help from some friends. So support us. And and of all, we need money. We need money. So I say support and say money. And when I say support, you said money. Support. Money. Absolutely. The last thing I want to say, if I could real quick, on the philanthropy front, Front. So because of my background, the work I do primarily is helping young women aging out of foster care. I really care about young people. Treehouse.org. Treehouse.org. You can learn more. But my goal is to make sure that no child who has gone or remained in the foster care system goes without feeling loved and goes without having a place to call home. So what I'm doing is building these trick houses around the country um, to house young people that may didn't, maybe didn't they didn't have the opportunity I did to get adopted. And I can't adopt everyone because I probably would if I could, but I wanted to at least create a house where we can bridge the gap because it's where, we want to talk about young men. That's a different conversation because they end up in jail, sadly. Uh, many of them, not all of them. But young women end up within one year of aging out of the system. Within one year, 75% of them are frightened Many of them end up, you know, engaging in survival sex. They find some guy who will take care of them, and then it becomes abusive. They end up trafficked or on drugs. They end up in jail of dead. And so the not all of them, again, but that the statistics are not very good. And so my, my hope is to be able to use my story, my experience, my successes to show them just a little love and see if we can get them um, safely into adulthood where they have a career, they have job skills, they have housing, they have love. Now, can people get money to trick now? Trighouse.org. You can donate all that every day. Trighouse.org. I have a show at Lamp Austin. Let's do that. Thank you. They can host with us anytime. That would be great. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to the Kathleen Triggs producer, sister, all of the depth. The, her story is amazing. Like, wow. It was like, knock me off. Like, my opposite is like, used to, I know they're going to see my mouth is just wide open. I'm just like, <laughs> ass. This show. But she has so much grace. The way that she tells a story, a voice. Like, the reality situation is. The chosen ones just have a way to get through life. And it's been, they've been through a lot. And that's why, I mean, you know, I wanted... Everybody's story who's done things, it's like, wow, you overcame, like, and, and you've 
and you still person. I mean, I'm gonna. I can't do my thought the day to day because we have come to the end of our time. But you know, I'm gonna talk about that, like perseverance, and you know, not making excuses for everything. There's some stuff that we have excuses for. I swear, but something the word excuse can be is used already because me explaining to you why something happened. Yeah, but we're talking about people who don't wash their ass. That's my thing I want to talk about. And I know it's totally different topics, but I would have to really explain it. But some people, there's some people who have issues. They do. They have all kinds of issues. Medical issues, mental health issues, all types of issues. But there's some people that's just nasty. And so I can't talk about it today because, you know, they, you know, the people, and which, you know, I don't care. They try to say, I'm, you know, I'm not humble, I'm bougie, I'm this, they say whatever they want. Being clean is close to God. I mean, people trust that. So anyway, we can move on from that. But okay, so that brings me to what I don't get. Uh, because this is the most unhygienic. This is this is some sick shit. So I don't know if unhygienic is sir, but I get it. Boy, some sick shit. So young man sent me a video. Uh, Little of some dirty stuff of him being searched by the police. He, the person sent you a person who he sent me his video and said, Yo, he needs help. And I think after the 2021, got 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 a timestamp on the video, so we'll probably show it. But this young man is on his stomach, and you can see the officer literally with his glove on his hand digging inside the man's butt. Like dig it, and the man's like, "Stop, yo! I don't have nothing, yo! You dig it, fuck, yo!" Like literally, like you just see him, like, and it's like in the street, like literally in the street, you get pulled over, you got handcuffs, they pull your stomach, and they literally digging inside the rectum. And uh, uh, you know, a couple, probably sometime this year, I seen that they were talking about officers in Milwaukee, like... Right, Roland Martin was talking about something at the end. They investigated, and the guys said the same thing. One dude was like, you know, they just pulled my pants down and one mile. But, what, well, okay, it's, it's, you're moving too fast. The people can't understand. What, so, understand. was he pulled over for, like, drugs? I'm starting when he was No, but I mean, did they think that he, like... Put I mean, it? more than likely... That's what they're not saying. No matter what. But I'm just talking about, there has to be a civil rights violation. That you immediately pulled over. You think I got drugs in my car, or whatever, or you might think there has to be a process that you go about, you know, before you just pull me over in the street and you put Yeah, I just help and damn yourself somebody's written. Like that that That's is brain. That is a total violation of a man's or woman's personal space. Like it's it had that is has to be a crime. Yeah. I just don't get I don't get how an officer is even okay even doing that. There's no way that I'm pulling over with some man in the middle of the street. I don't like I don't even know if he washes ass. I don't know if he just fit the shit. I don't know what's going on. But I'm gonna put my hand, even with a glove ain't been digging this man's ass. Like Well, I mean this it's crazy. It's definitely no way that don't happen. No way. And but the thing is it happens a lot. Like you said, that was it was it was on Roland Martin was informing us about how in Milwaukee there were eight officers under investigation from claims of sexual assault during stops. And, you know, first of all, to hear that it's happening. 
it's in Jersey. And so to hear that it, it's happening to men is, it's, I don't know, what's the word? Beautiful. Like, oh. it's disgusting. It's a violation of everything, your human rights, dignity, everything. It's terrible. But I just want to make it clear, this has been happening to women for Edinburgh, right? So for it has been in Kansas City, Kansas, we just were there in the dead of the freezing winter, the beginning of the winter, we were in Kansas City, Kansas, because the officer, everybody knew about it. The whole city knew that this guy was sexually assaulting women in one stops. And that's a normal thing. Women get fondled, finger, fingered, um, you know, and sexually assaulted by officers on the street and inside, especially inside. I have a friend who told me a story, and you know this friend who was incarcerated, and she told me a story about how they couldn't get in, in she was, they were isolated in the jail for whatever reason, and I won't say why, because then that gives away the story, but they were isolated in the jail. And in order for them to be fed, they had to suck on the uh, officer's penis through a hole. Had to do it in order for him to learn. No. Why would you do that? It's no, but it's no way that that works for you. Because you want the food. Wait, first of all, you want the food. Second of all, you don't want to be, you don't want worse harassment and abuse. And so in order to get fed, they had to perform fellatio on the officer every time he was on a ship to the point where at times they decided they were just, they would just not eat during that meal. And eventually other officers knew what was going on and they stopped it. That is unbelievable. So I'm just saying, I'm not, and then, by the way, I think the point, because I want to make sure people don't hear this and, and you know, cause we, we sometimes, we hear things people ain't saying that, oh, she's, she's trying to make it seem like it's not that serious or this other thing isn't that bad to the men because of the women. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying what we should know, right, while there are some people in our society, men and others, that don't see the abuse, the sexual abuse issue as being that important because people see women as sexual objects anyway and so when you say i was raped or touched or whatever folks are like okay whatever hopefully now with you bringing this to the forefront and when we know already what happened with milwaukee this year hopefully that will help folks to now be like wow this is a widespread problem everywhere you turn it's the policing is it's like bruh it's no you know what i have to say this one story and then i swear we can go not I swear, but we can go. So, traveled back in town last night uh, with my son. We land in LaGuardia Airport. It's 10.30 at night. Uber man doesn't, this, the, the Uber driver, excuse me, is a mess. It's all kinds of issues. So, for 20 minutes, we are waiting for Uber at baggage claim. Out of nowhere... A woman just starts screaming, Pop that! Do it whatever you want to be! I, I dare you to run up on me! I mean, and she's going crazy. I look and she's right, like, I'm here and she's right there. There's a wall separating us so I can see her sitting on the benches over here with other people that she is not with. So these individuals, you can tell, are frozen. 
because they don't, you know, you don't fast while you're dealing with a situation like that because you don't know what the person is going to do. You kind of got to figure out when is the right time. These people must have been from the hood because, you know, in the hood, a person start bugging. You got to, you got to eat. You can't be doing because then they just, yeah, you can't do that. So they're sitting there very uncomfortable. She is screaming, spitting everywhere, having a complete meltdown about something. Now, a guy does get up and walk away from her, and he starts going like this. They look like they might have been together. So he might have did something to her, and she really wasn't as off the chain as I think. But whatever. So he goes, and she's screaming. Now she's standing in the middle of the floor. And you know in LaGuardia, it's all new and fancy, so you got all these fancy people around and all these red coat. Delta workers and everything, and they all standing around watching her, and she is screaming and hollering. And guess what? Not one cop. The whole she could have stabbed people. They could have been a fight. Not one officer. You know where the officers were? Cause I did. I watch. You know, I started looking to see what we got to do. I don't know. I don't know. And now she's getting up. She's moving around. So I'm like, all right, which way do I have to deal with her or get out of her way? So when I I look to see. Where are the authorities? Because the authorities are supposed to be the ones. We are in the airport, okay? So in the airport, we assume anything that happens, somebody's going to come. Because I need to know if I got to fight her or if there's going to be somebody else to come and say, man, you have to calm down and score her out. And by the way, as you know, I'm going to watch and monitor her being escorted kindly out the door. Right? Because I'm thinking all of this. You know where the cops were? Out there with their sirens on, driving back and forth, forcing cars where people are trying to get their shit, their suitcases and stuff. They out there moving traffic outside the window, just going. And it's a whole thing happening right here that could potentially, if this woman pulled out a knife and started stabbing everybody. That's when it comes. See, they don't, I, I can't tell the people, the, the police don't prevent crime in the community. I don't know. I've never seen a date. Only thing I've seen police come to respond peacefully that already committed the crime. We don't need that. We need y'all to, to, to you know, de-escalate. de-escalate, to intervene, to stop the crimes, or to to deter people from just you coming up. I see a little bit of a deterrent. I mean, I would argue that. I mean, so to a deterrent. Yeah, but, the, but the prevention. And the uh, 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 intervention and all of that. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, this will just stop her while she yelling so she don't start to. But, 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 then, but then, so then I was like, okay, Tamika Mallory, you got to check yourself. Because if they would have caught, if they would have came in here, they could have shot us. And we don't want that. So then it'll say, well, they would have to have, well, but you know, because she was saying, no, because homegirl was saying, run up on me and you won't find out. She was saying, fuck around and find out. So I don't know what the, and then, so if she would have just did the wrong thing, I don't know. So I was like, okay, well, we don't want to get shot. Like, I'm literally, I was waiting for my Uber driver that mall, which is a whole different conversation. That I'm processing that if they come in here, they could shoot us. So then I said, well, that's why they got to have mental health people with them. Is there? But dude, how they go? How, what's the process of having them at the airport? Because the airport neither. Exactly. So police. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Every community where mental health is prevalent and present, you need to have. You don't just need police. Every so, community has. Exactly the same. Inside the police station, 
there should be a place with mental health people that do this. There should be violence. Like there should be stations in communities for different things. Everybody dispatched should not be the police. The police have to come. The okay. So I, I mean, because that's they, they, I, I believe in right, right. Because I was about to say. I believe there can be a different structure. I'm just going with what we currently have and how it can be enhanced until we can abolish it completely and create something totally. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I want to put that on the record so people don't think I'm sitting up here talking to say acting as if it's okay for the police to have to intervene in every situation in our community. I don't want that. But this is the airport. So I'm not talking about on 125th Street in Harlem. I'm talking about the airport. At the airport, you should not be able. Well, I think airport police officers should have a different level of training. Well, they should have somebody with them because they're not going. That's too much pressure to put on one person. No, trying Right, because if if you are if you are a doc, right, in your position, you don't just know how to take care of cold, right? You know how to deal with the flu. You know how to do this. You know temperatures. Like there should be certain. Should there should be a skill set. That you have, like, I'm a professional, I know how to do this, and I also know how to de-escalate, and I also know how to do What they are trained to do. Inside, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Inside the airport, you have to be multi -fair. We don't just need a regular police officer because it's... It's a lot of different kind of... A lot of different, exactly. So you got to be able to interact. You got to be able to see, like, the, the, the training that the special service forces, and they get, they have to, they, their training is different. They're able to do all types of shit. They know how to mentally deal with you. They know how to physically deal with you. They know how to see certain shit. They know how to be aware of certain things. It's a level of training that you've got to be there. So when you inside that airport, you got to have all the... Yeah, because every kind of person is in the airport. On time, we see people flipping out on the on the plane from anxiety. It's all kinds of things. And I get it. I'm saying that in this situation, nobody can. Nobody can. In fact, the man who was like supposed to be security. Like, you know, he just walks up and down. If he sees something, I guess, see something, say something type of dude. He was standing there. He was about half my size. Standing there with his neon vest on. Standing there, just looking. Wasn't doing anything. The Delta workers that handle baggage claim, which is evidently at LaGuardia, that's now a fancy thing. It looks like a club over there. They were standing in the glass. They're not coming out there to deal with this woman. One of the one guy did come out and walk around kind of to assess. There was another um neon green shirt person or uh, vest down there standing there doing the I be doing nothing. And this lady is walking around getting busy. Like it was about to be, potentially. Nobody did nothing. So when you ask about the police, I don't be understanding it. I what I know is that, and I know I'm I'm dragging this, but the people that's trying to get their bags in the car, yes, they need to be moved along. It helps us all because there's too much traffic and can't get there or whatever. But what I am trying to figure out is why, as we're in, this is the airport. I'm not talking about the community. I'm talking about a place that somebody could have been in there and blew up the damn place and blown, whatever. They could have blown up the airport where are the people they're supposed to be like people like right like them officers like the, what do they call i don't know they, they, they airport security tsa right 
No, not the TSA. I'm. T- it's supposed to. I'm talking about the next letter. But that's what it should be. The all, all the police. These is supposed to be the break supposed. They should be supposed to be federal. Or less than. They should supposed to be there, and they not. But they was somewhere digging in the man's head. Oh, my God. That's the end of this shit. It's the truth. No, but stay out of people's ass. It ain't nothing no. Nah, but that's sexual assault. It's a sexual assault. And we've been and I'm like sure when it's not funny. Listen, me and I supposed to the dude, we go, we go talk to see who we need to talk to because this is not right. Yeah. So with that being said, man, shout out to Kathleen. She is Jones and our amazing story and just who she is, who she represents. I woman TV, you know, for six years. Six years of being with us. And Cameron. Like she said, it's opportunities here. Reach out. She wants to make sure if you got a real story, if you got something that's really dope, this is definitely a good all for it. Yes. And and also just make sure we mentioned that when we bought uh Black Effect, the Black Effect Podcast Network partnership to her, she was like, I can work it, help with the contracts and all the things. So she's an all all around renaissance woman, like she said. Her dad is a big woman. Making sure that we celebrate with the proper type of woman. Ain't no with proper type. All women need to be celebrated. You could be, you could be, you could be on a stripper pole at night. Oh, I'm about you could be, you could be, no you could be on the street without housing. You could be, you could be in prison right now with a federal conviction. You got, you got to do something to celebrate. We can't just celebrate. Yes, we can. We celebrate them all. We celebrate. We celebrate the hall. So we celebrate. And with that said, I'm not always right. Tamika, I don't even know, but Tamika's not always. She might be wrong, but not always. We both always, and I mean always, be Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWoman.tv. That's how we are. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.